y'all? You are tuned in to the Listen Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and it's time for you to listen up to what God has called you to do. Let's get it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Listen Up Podcast. I know it's been a minute. It's been a strong minute. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, But you are tuned in to the Listen Up Podcast on episode five, okay? Great. Yes, it's only been five episodes. Isn't that crazy? But it's like, you know, I just feel like each episode was very uh, meaningful. So if you haven't listened to all four, you need to go back and listen up, okay? Uh, But we're going to get into episode five. Um, And then y'all going to be mad at the end when I tell y'all, but it's cool. It's cool. It's all, it's all in God's plan. But listen, episode five, like this episode today, yo, like this episode is, um, man, like going to be one of the more personal episodes for me. Like all of them are, but like this one is like really hitting home for me um, because I'm actually like in the process of it and in this season, I guess, of it, right? And then... um. I just want to be really transparent and I want to challenge my listeners today. Like I'm all about this challenge because I feel like, you know, there's freedom on the other side. Um, And a lot of my listeners probably and people that I don't even know that I just, the Holy Spirit is putting on my heart because I'm, I've currently in it, like have not even tapped into, um, the freedom that's um, available um, and accessible to them, but because we have these things that are just holding us back, that are holding us down, keeping us um, uh, with our our strongholds that are keeping us from really, you know, going into that next dimension, um, man, it's it's something that I want everybody to experience um, and at least just be intentional and try to move forward into. So, this episode, um, man, if you, you see the title, it's called Sober Up. Like, um, and when I'm talking about sober up, like I'm just talking about being being of sober mind, sobering up in all things. And the Holy Spirit recently just has been tugging on my heart, yo, tugging on my heart. Like just, I want you to sober up in all things all things. And what does that mean? I want you to be clear. I want you to have a clear mind. I want you to have a clear conscience. I I don't want any distractions. I want you to be so full and so clear on who I am in your life, what I can do for you, how I can how I can love you like no one else. And I want you to, I don't want you to be, I don't want you to have all this clouded judgment about who I am. I want you to truly experience me and all of the fullness that comes with that experience. And so um, he was just, he's been pulling on my heart. There were certain things that I was really um, just under the influence of, and I didn't even know that. And I, I know when we hear like the term, like sober up, like sober, uh, you're initially thinking like, all right, somebody has an alcohol problem or <laughs> somebody's drunk, like you drunk, drunk, or, you know, somebody's high, um, high off of something and they need to, you know, sober up, they need to get clean, they need to get their life together. But at the end of the day, you don't have to be under the influence of drug and drug and alcohol, drugs and alcohol. Like 
You can be under the influence of this world, of culture, of attention. You can be under the influence of uh, broken and toxic relationships. You can be under the influence of just, like I said, seeking attention. You can be under the influence of being all lone, of loneliness and suffering from loneliness and, and brokenness and pain and insecurity. You can be under the influence of just too much success. And now you're just like... You, you're you're so high off that thing. You're so drunk off that thing. You don't even know it, right? And so what I don't want us to confuse, you know, what does it mean to really sober up? Like when the Holy Spirit was talking to me, like, Jess, like, I want you to have total clarity and confidence in me and me alone. And, and that's exactly what God said. He was like, it's hard for you to have total clarity and confidence when you're allowing other things of this world to influence you, when you're allowing people to influence you, when you're allowing culture to influence you and your decisions. And so now you're always in this lukewarm type of relationship with God, right? When we're in this lukewarm relationship where one minute, God, I'm going to serve you in this area, but God, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm still, I have this stronghold. So I like the high and I like the feeling and I like the numbness that it brings temporarily. So I'm just going to continue to be drunk off of attention. I'm going to continue to get high off of culture and, and feel like, you know, well, if, if this is what's in right now, this is what I'm about to do. Because, you know, like the, the culture says that this is the move. So this is what I'm going to just test it out and keep doing. And then we're allowing all of these things to influence us. And our mind is literally like we are so clouded in our judgment. We don't, we're not of sober mind. We're not of clarity. We don't have any clarity. We're um, constantly in this state of confusion and emptiness. And, you know, you know, God started speaking. He was like, what are you under the influence what are you what are you what are you so high and drunk off of and i'm not talking about liquor and i'm not just talking about weed and and pills and stuff i'm talking about you know y- your insecurity so you're so insecure that now you yearn and you thirst and you desire attention in any shape and form so i don't care if it, if i have to risk you know um my um who i am as a woman or as a, um, or if you're a guy and, and, you know, I'm just, I want to fit in or I want to feel desired. I want to feel loved. So I'm going to compromise who God has called me to be just so I can not feel lonely, just so I can not feel insecure, just so I can feel like, you know, I mean, I got, I, I was able to get the money. So because I got the money, like I got the power. I feel like I got the power. I feel like I got the clout. I feel like I'm popular. So I really don't need nothing else. And a lot of times we run to, we end up when we are under the influence of these things, we tend to make rash decisions that ends up making us still feel empty. And what God was telling me, he was just like, Jess, like, you realize every high must come down. Every drunkard eventually will get sobered, and then you're hungover. (laughs) And then you start feeling that, feeling like of regret, of doubt, of fear, of insecurity still. 
of loneliness, of brokenness, of anger, resentment, and then these things go on and on because we're not really trying to heal the pain. We're trying to numb the pain. And, and, and then God started speaking to me and he was just like, are you trying to numb your pain? Or are you trying to heal it? And what I want you guys to know is that God doesn't want to just temporarily numb your pain. He wants to heal it eternally. We serve a healing God, but yet we don't believe in the healing power of God. And so because we don't believe like in this healing power, because we feel like, you know what, well, temporarily it's making me feel good. I'm not really going to put in the work to get healing and deliverance. Because let me tell you, yo, I'm going to just put a pin in it right here. That joint is hard to really sober up your mind like to really surrender your life to God, to really lay down and starve your flesh and be like, God, I'm going to say no to my flesh and I'm going to say yes to your will. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you to just pour into me more and say less of me and more of you. That joint is hard and you do have to put in work. But see, if I can just be honest, a lot of us are lazy lazy when it comes to the word of God, lazy when it comes to our relationship with God. We don't want to put in the work. We don't want to put in the effort. Can I be honest? Because your girl is lazy, period. I am lazy when I was like beyond lazy, like when it comes to the word of God, like I could sit here and I'm like, I want somebody to just, you know, I'll listen to a sermon, but I ain't really trying to read the word of God. Uh, You know, I'll I'll let somebody pour into me, but I really don't want to, you know, I really don't want to sacrifice that thing. I really don't want to surrender that thing. So, you know, that's just a little too much work. God, I just don't believe that you could really like allow me to get victory over that thing. So I'm just going to stay stagnant and I'm going to stay comfortable and I'm going to continue to numb my pain. A lot of our outlets the things that we choose when we're upset, um, when things don't go our way, we may run to, we may run to that that relationship or to that 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 guy or that girl we know really is no good, but just to feel touched and to feel loved and to feel desired, or because I, um, you know. I I have these hormones, right? And so right now I'm just like, I don't care. I need to be in the bed with this person, um, even though I know this is not my husband or my wife. And so because this is temporarily going to make me feel good. And whenever we have a hard day, some of us run to the bottle and we're like, well, I just need a glass of wine. I just need to distress myself. I need the wine. I need I need to take a shot. Look, I'm stressed out. Or we was like, you know what? I just want to block everything out. So I'm temporarily, I'm going to get high just so I can block everything out because I don't want to feel. I mean, I can speak on all these things because your girl was doing all of that, period. I did it. I And I was struggling with that thing. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, yo, like, why do we run to those things? And then I realized that every time that I was running to those things that were temporarily numbing my pain right after the high, right after I became and I and I got sober, I still felt empty. So like 
for all the listeners that are not holy um, um, and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost uh, all for their whole their whole lives, um, you know, if you've ever drank alcohol, right, and um, you had a real turned up night and. Uh, I used to turn up like nobody's business, like, and I was not always good with holding liquor. I thought I was. I started at a very young age, and then I thought I was building up the tolerance. But then, recently, the older I was getting, I was just like, "Yo, you're. This is not for you. Just, it's not for you." Um, and one of the things though I can always distinctly remember is like when I I know when I used to do too much, like. That hangover was real. And if anybody has had a real turn up, you know, honestly, it's not even bad. Like, the drunk part is not as bad because, like, you really don't remember nothing and you're, like, blacked out, which is still not good at all. So I'm not, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying go out here and get blacked out. But I'm saying it is not as bad as the feeling of the morning after. When you have the worst headache, you feel like your body, you just like there's nothing left in you and everything feels dehydrated and you are thirsting and you are tired, you're hungry, you're just sluggish, you feel like, ugh, like crap at a, at, um, when you're hungover. And, and and God was speaking to me and he was just like, Jess, when you choose to continue to be under the influence of, you know, social media, of of attention and people and of approval, and when you tend to, you know, entertain relationships and men that really don't bring any substance to you and, and you're not really, you know, you're not even into the, th- you're not you're not doing it for pure desires and you're constantly, you know, trying to chase success and money and you still end up having this empty and sluggish feeling. You don't have this joy. You don't have this peace. You don't have the, 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 the sober mindset. And so now you're sitting here and you're still questioning and you're still running on empty. And I was just like, man, like, I'm hung over on that thing. And it's not a good feeling. Because usually if you're hung over, you're, like, regretting, like, why did I get that drunk? Oh, man, I'm never drinking like that again. We, we always say that. And you still go and do it right next again, next Saturday night, Friday, whatever. <laughs> and God was just like, when is it? When are you going to get tired of it? When are you going to want a joy that is everlasting? When are you going to really seek me wholeheartedly and want to have a peace no matter what? When are you going to really believe that you can have authority over this thing, but until you surrender it, I can't give you authority of it. Therefore, you're going to continue to keep following into the same trap and into the same cycle, into the same emptiness, into the same brokenness, into the same heartache. And like, God, I mean, he's just like, keep speaking to me. And I'm just like, yo, like, okay, like, I hear you. I hear you. 
And it's one thing to like have no type of conviction about something, right? And you just honestly, God has not spoken to you. And so you're constant you're gonna continue to live the way you live because God has not spoken to you and he hasn't put that on your heart and it doesn't affect you. It's another thing to have the spirit of conviction on your heart and you deliberately continue to say, well, God, not now. And you say, I'll do it when I'm ready. Or you, you, you say, not even that. You just say, God, I don't want to. And, um, I'll do it when I get tired. One thing I love about God, though, man, like God is, he's a gentleman. Like he is never going to force himself on you, no matter what. And I know that we think like, oh, our our God is so demanding. He's not demanding. God is love. God is full of protection. And so a lot of his commands are for our protection. And so we get all in our feelings because now we got to do things that we don't want to do because we're sinful beings. Our flesh is wicked and evil and deceitful and lustful. And so we don't want to really say no to our flesh. And one thing that God does... And from the beginning of time, when it came to Adam and Eve, he get, he gives us a freedom of choice. And until you really like take time and, and really be honest with yourself and with God, first you got to get honest with yourself. Like, all right. So like when it comes to a person that is struggling with an addiction you know, when they go to um, AA classes or when they are in rehab, you know, they have to first admit that I have a problem. So they're like, I I have a problem. I'm a drug addict. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a sex addict. Like these are things that people with strong addictions that go to act and they become intentional. And they're like, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm choosing to now go into the journey and the path and go through the process of becoming sober, right? And so they go, they, the first step though is to admit that they have a problem. A lot of us are in this, still in this season and in the phase of we're scared to admit that we have a problem because for some reason we feel like everybody is watching when they're not, when you have a intent and when you have a personal relationship with God, it's if you and you and God are just talking. I mean, that is when true, um, you know, confession happens. It's like, I have a problem. I have an addiction. I have a problem. I, I, and I need help. And so that person that is going and seeking to get help and to get clean they're taking that first step. And I believe God is speaking to us as a generation, as, as young people, as just Christians, as the body of Christ to start admitting that we have a problem. We have a heart problem. We don't long and desire God wholeheartedly. 
We don't want to really serve him with our whole life, our whole bodies, our everything. We don't want to do that. And until we really take the time to say, God, I have a problem. I have a heart problem. I'm evil. I'm disrespectful to your word. I'm disobedient to your word. I don't really want to serve you with my life and my body. God, I have a problem where I want to numb the pain. So I choose these other outlets that I know that are not healthy for me, that I know that will only temporarily fix me. But because now I've become addicted to this thing, I can't stop it. And we don't really want to admit we have the problem because once we start really confessing, then the next step after confessing is then repenting. And then repenting then leads to us really transforming. And if we can just be honest, we don't want to really transform. We don't. And I can say it because I didn't. I didn't want to transform. I wanted to literally scoot my way and slide my way and be in this lukewarm space with God where I'm just like, God, you can have all of me, but this area right here, the bottle, the attention, the mint, I don't really want you to touch because I think I got control of it. I don't know what you are under the influence, um, what you're under the influence of. I don't really know what you're really trying to do, what what is causing you to, um, what's your outlet, what are you running to, um, whether it is the relationship, the toxic boyfriend, the toxic girlfriend, or... You know, what if whether it's the the, you know, always wanting to seek attention and um, whether it's, you know, acting out because you have insecurities, um, whether it's just the trauma that you never really tried to get healing from and you never went to counseling. And so you allow the trauma to really take over your life and affect the decisions um, and the choices, the choices that you make uh whether you're addicted to fast money. So you continue to do these jobs that you know that don't really bring you any good character. They don't develop or bring you any good free fruit. They're not a job that, you know, that you would, um, that the Lord wants you to be at, but because it's good money and you make a lot and it's fast, you're going to continue to, you're going to continue to do it. But God wants you to be free from that thing. And ultimately, these are strongholds that we're struggling with to really let go and surrender to God. And I want you to know, whatever you surrender to God, he will give you authority over that. But you have to release it to God so that he can heal it. He cannot heal what you don't release. He can't heal what you don't surrender. Surrendering is a choice. And it's a choice that you make daily. No, it's a choice that you make hourly. Like, I am on the hour surrendering to God. Saying, God, all right, I'm tempted right now. Like, I want to go and call this person. God, 
I want to go out to this, you know, club. God, I want to go and just drink until I can't anymore because I just don't want to feel anything. God, I want to go and get high as a kite right now because, like, my day was stressed and you don't even know what I'm going through. God, I want to go and I just want to make this quick money real quick, God. I want to keep chasing my dreams because, God, I don't trust your plans and I don't really know your plans. Therefore, I'm going to stick with my plan and I'm going to force my plan. And we sit here and we literally just run to that thing because it's an, it's a choice and we're scared to make that choice because it's going to make us uncomfortable. We don't like being in uncomfortable situations. We don't want to go through the process. We're afraid. We're afraid of the process, but we want the promise. I heard a pro I heard a pastor and he was saying he was like, "Don't be afraid of the process to get to the promise." Because you can't skip the process to get to the promise. See, there are specific promises that God has on our lives, but we are so afraid of that thing because it's going to take us out of our comfort zone because it's going to it's going to ask us to surrender. It's going to ask us to starve our flesh and feed our spirit. And we just don't want to be in that space. But thank God our, we serve a gracious God, a God that is full of grace and mercy. And so my, my prayer and my desire is that we really try to we really try to be intentional in surrendering some things over to him. And whatever that stronghold that is holding you back, I don't know what it is. It could be anything. But whatever that thing is really holding you back and you just keep and you're like, well, God, why am I still stuck in this place? And why have I and why haven't I gotten to the next level? And I see everybody else leveling up. I see everybody else, you know, doing their thing and I'm stuck here. And it's like, you know, God is asking and he's yearning, but he is not going to force you to do anything. We are all at the age of accountability and we're grown so we can make up grown make grown up decisions. My mama always says has this saying, it's probably really inappropriate. She's like, "Girl, put your big girl panties on." And I used to hate that cuz I'm like, I don't like having to make hard decisions that are going to make me feel uncomfortable and that is going to make the other person feel uncomfortable. But I realized that my God wants me to be free. And in order to be free, I can't be bound by people. I can't be bound about how they're going to feel if I'm, I choose to walk in the path of Christ and I choose to, to live a sober mind. And if I choose not to be a part of the culture, if I choose to just do his will, that I can't really worry about who I'm making feel uncomfortable. 
Because at the end of the day, it ain't about you and it ain't about me. It's all about Jesus. And so it's important that we just, we really challenge ourselves. God, what is it, that thing that I'm so scared to, to surrender? And, and the first step is just admitting it. I just want you to admit it. And maybe if you can admit it, then you can submit it to God. And then maybe you really walk into the process and into the journey of getting healed from your brokenness and your pain. Because usually that's the deep, the root cause to all of your problems and the reason why you're seeking out temporary temporary joy and temporary fun because you haven't been able to heal the brokenness that's inside of you or you haven't been able to really address the insecurity that's in you. You haven't really been able to really admit that you have a problem and that you need help. I had to do that and I'm doing it now. One of the most uncomfortable things for me to do is to admit to God that, all right, God, I have a problem. I desire too much attention from man and not enough attention and not enough desire for you. And now I'm going to have to lay something aside. Now I'm going to have to set up some boundaries to where I can really be intentional about seeking you, God, wholeheartedly because I've had some distractions and I haven't been sober-minded because I'm letting everybody else and they mama influence me and I'm under their influence. God, I have a problem where I feel like I was only wanting to go and drink because Everybody else was doing it, and it's kind of the environment I was raised up in, so I didn't see it as a problem. But I realized that it's not for me anymore. But I just never thought that I could really get victory over that thing. I never thought I could really say no. But with you, God... I can do all things through Christ. And with sober mind comes self-discipline. And ultimately, God is wanting us to be self-disciplined Christians. He wants that. Because when you can be self-disciplined and when you can set up boundaries for yourself, yo, like, you're walking in so much peace and freedom that you don't look for any validation from men. You don't look for any approval from men. You're minding your own business and you are serving the Lord and you are good. Like, and I'm not saying like, oh no, like you ain't gonna run into struggles. Child, we all gonna have struggles. We still gonna have them bills to be paid, okay, period. But there's just a different type of peace that comes with that. And I need you to know that no, like, man or woman on this earth is going to be able to, like, give you that type of peace of mind. 
No, now I don't care how much money you got. You'll never get that real joy, the everlasting joy. Like it's all temporary. It's so temporary. Ultimately, God wants us to submit unto him and to trust him. But if we don't trust him and we don't believe in the healing power of God, we're going to keep running for the temporary high and we're going to keep running towards just numbing the pain versus getting healed. So, man, my my prayer, because like it's amazing how God reveals things to you. I just really, add, I really ask you to just whatever it, it can, whatever it is, start off with just a fast, a thirty day fast, sixty day fast, or ninety day fast of what that that one stronghold that you really didn't think you could give up. So whether it's you know whether it's sex whether it's alcohol, whether it's, you know, partying, whether it's um, drugs, like, you know, getting high, um, whether it's, uh, you know, texting that person that you know, like, you know what, probably shouldn't always be engaging like that or whatever it could be, whether it's that boyfriend or girlfriend that you know good and well you shouldn't even be with. I need to give you up for 30 days. I just need to see how, how I'm going to do without you. Because right now I'm an addict. <laughs> and I'm an addict. I'm an addicted to it. And I can't say no. And you got a stronghold over me. You have power over me. And that's not of God. Like, I just really challenge you to really, whatever that thing is, to see if you can, you know, fast from it. Because surrendering... It is a process and, 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 and doing it wholeheartedly and really going on this journey. Um, so I don't, I always tell people like, it could even be food, you know? Like some people honestly think like, there's no way I can go vegan or vegetarian. There's no way. I'm just like, it is. It's in your mind, but you got to want to. Try it. Try it for 30 days. See what it does. Like, We have to stop trying to feed our flesh. And we have to start starving it and feeding the spirit with God's love and his word and spending time in his presence, removing all distractions that have just been just easily coming in your way. You're like, <laughs> Where does this come from? Where you come from? What, what is all this? You know, and you, you don't even know it. You don't even know what it is. And it could be a person, place, or thing that is literally like, all right, God, I'm, real, I'm losing sight of my purpose. I'm losing, I'm not hearing you because I have so many things and so many people and so many opinions and ideas in my head. And I'm not, I'm not sober enough for you, God. Um, so God has spoken to me about this thing heavy. And so I went and, um, 
when God speaks to you, I want you guys to know, like, he kind of speaks to you in, in, like, three main ways. Um, And I recently read this in my book that I'm reading. It's amazing, called um, Experience God. And you can get, like, you know, like, and it's, it talks about, like, how God, like, confirms something with you. <laughs> um, I think a lot of us... Um, myself, like I used to struggle with like hearing God. I'm like, God, okay, I can't hear you. But I know when I can't hear him, I got too much going on. So I got to fast from something. Usually my go-to fast is social media. I, I, I'll do a quick social media fast and I'm like, all right, I'm going, um, a whole month. I'm going two months. Um, no social media. Uh, I'll go, if I'm starting in the summer, I'll go with no social media to my birthday or whatever. Um, but usually when God is speaking to you, like he's going to speak to you in usually the main three ways he may, and it's probably more, but I think the main three ways, um, it's usually through the word of God or through like the word of God. Um, then through prayer, when you've really just like, you've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed and you're just like, you hear the still small voice. And you're just like, okay. And then the the final confirmation is usually through godly community. Again, I say godly community. So that means like your spiritual like um, advisor, uh, like um, a spiritual mentor, a pastor, or even just a mentor. Um, and then, or like your accountability partner, like we were talking about in other podcasts, how you should always have an accountability partner. And um, like... When God was telling me what I needed to fast from, it was like so scary because it just happened so randomly. And I was just like, bruh, like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like this is not that deep, you know? (laughs) And, um, I, the, the first, when I first, um, the first confirmation was through a devotional. Um, I was doing my morning devotional and, um, I was like, oh, Okay, God, that heard you there. And then that same day, I had a call with my spiritual mentor. Um, I want a female pastor that I trust. And so I kind of opened to, up to her about the things that were going on. And um, she also confirmed the fast that I needed to do. And then um, I also opened up to my accountability partner. And then... Um, my accountability partner also confirmed and was like, I was praying for that same thing. And God just answered my prayer because you just said you wanted, that you were going to fast for it. And I was like, what? Like, really, God? And so at this point, like, I'm hearing God and I just is like, I can't keep ignoring that thing. I, my flesh does not want, they, my flesh don't want to do it. But at this point, I'm like, all right, I got to listen up. <laughs> I can't be telling folks to listen up with Jess and I'm not listening up to God. Like, this is just not, that's not what's up. <laughs> like, that's fake. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, God, heard you, period. I'm about to, about to really do this thing. I'm a 90-day fast. And I um, ended up having just to eliminate all distractions because I know me as a per- my personality, I do, I cannot multitask. And I think a lot of us are trying to multitask with God. 
crazy, right? Stop multitasking with God. Like, no, he needs all of you. Stop trying to try to do everything for everybody else. Mm-mm. He's asking for you and only you. You cannot please the world. You cannot please man and please God. It just don't work like that. It don't. So whatever it is, you need to get, he needs to get your full attention. And that's exactly what um, my journey is on, what my journey is right now and what I'm, um, you know, challenging myself. And it is a daily thing where I'm constantly surrendering my will to not drink anymore. Um, Sobering up in that, like, that joint is hard because I used to be a social drinker, so... I ask for prayers for that. Um, and then also just like um, not like entertaining, um, you know, relationships that are out of my season right now. So, um, you know, being very intentional of just like, let me focus on God. And um, I can't, you know, just say yes to random, you know, to, to, to things that are not going to, that are end up going to distracting me. And even though that person, like, it, it doesn't have any person, like, I'm talking about even situations and, like, saying yes to, like, events and things like that. Like, I'm just like, I can't keep saying yes to people. Like, I have to let my no be my no. And then, like, I got to be, I got to be okay with that because I'm setting up boundaries that ultimately are going to try, that are going to help me create a space for God and to really get real in my relationship. So, yeah, I ask for prayers for that thing. And I'm going to be praying for my listeners. And I pray that you feel challenged to really surrender that one thing, that one stronghold that you thought you could never give up and just try to fast for it for 30 days and see what the Holy Spirit, see what God can do. And um, I believe that if you truly surrender it, God will give you authority and victory over it. So um, that being said, uh, this episode is this is the fifth episode and so what God was also speaking to me about was like all right Jess like I need time with you and I really want God to pour into me and I really want to just get into this like space with him where I'm like wholeheartedly like in this thing with him to where like he's gonna take me into this next dimension of like where whoa just like I'm experienced God on a whole nother level and I can be able to be a a, a, a a witness and be able to really share my journey with you guys. So um, I'm breaking up the listen up with Jess in pot, I mean, in seasons. So this is the first season. Um, and I know it was only five episodes, like, and I kind of started beating myself up on that. But I realized that, you know, each episode had real relevant and heavy content that I felt like that was in due season. Um, and so my prayer is that, yo, listen to them again if you need to. <laughs> but I will be back in August um, with more Listen Up episodes. My plan is to um, record my journey and what God is revealing to me. So I will have episodes in the vault, okay? So when in August, we're going to be busting them wide open, like, you know, throwing them out there, Um Okay, that sounded weird, but you mean like, you know, like having to be in the vault, basically, um, ready to, you know, play. 
for y'all. Um, and also, I'm going to ask, like, I'm going to go on my Instagram. I'm going to ask y'all, like, what's some, what are some topics, right, um, that you would like for me to talk on and hit on. Uh, I really see God really moving, um, listen up, in um, a new direction and really just um, allowing it to grow. But um, in due season, because I don't believe in prematurely moving anything and before it's God's time. But um, he is just, he's growing this thing. And so I'm going to be praying for my listeners. And I pray um, that uh, God is going to move in whatever aspect of your life. And um, you'll be able to share whatever tests, your testimonies with me um, personally. And um, we can really just rejoice together. Uh, so before uh, we get off, since I'm not going to like be like, be on the radio, well, on the podcast with y'all, <laughs> radio, I'm not going to be on the podcast with y'all um, till August, I want to pray and um, uh, and um, leave, yeah, leave us with a, just prayer and we will come back again in August with the listen up. So let us pray. Father God, we are just, just thankful, God. Um, I I'm so thankful for all that you have in store for us, God. And so my prayer, God, is that you continue to convict our hearts and our spirits, our minds, God, that you continue to move on us um, when it comes to really living, um, living this Christian walk and being intentional. Lord, I ask you to... Um, put on our hearts, what are we addicted to? And uh, give us that first step of just admitting the addiction, admitting what we are afraid of. And God, I ask you to help us move into the the um, process and into the um, and the transformation and, and really surrendering and then being transformed from that thing, God. I believe that you are healing, God. So, God, I'm asking for healing for every listener that is dealing with un, um, unhealed uh, trauma and and hurt and pain that is um, dealing with insecurity, that's dealing with uh, generational um, cycles um, and curses, God, that's dealing with um, addiction, God. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus to break those things, God, to um, allow yourself to really allow us to really come into alignment of um, your will and just start admitting that we have an issue and bringing them up, bringing them to you, God. We have no healing power. The world does. The world doesn't. Only you do, Lord. And so I just ask you to just be with each listener, God. Convict them and um, allow surrenderance to take place, God, in, in our hearts and in our minds. And um, allow us to meet again uh, on this podcast. In your son's name, I do pray. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening up. I pray that you guys have a great one. Bye.